The World Health Organization may not have won this round, but you can be sure they'll be back. In fact, they're already promising it. Stay tuned. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Behind the Deep State. I'm your host, Alex Newman. Now, a few weeks ago, we reported on a massive incoming power grab by the World Health Organization. Well, they just had their meeting May 22nd through about May 28th in Geneva, Switzerland. Uh, almost no media coverage at all. And um, there are conflict- conflicting reports coming out of that summit. Uh, on the one hand, we have uh, James Roguski, uh, one of the leading journalists exposing this entire agenda. And uh, he actually ran a piece at his blog. You can see here, he says, uh, we won. The Biden administration suffered an absolutely stunning defeat in their attempt to amend the international health regulations against the will of we the people. And uh, according to his sources, um, there was a total victory. He described it as a total victory for those who opposed the amendments to the international health regulations. A little bit of background in case you didn't see our previous episode. Uh, the World Health Organization is trying this massive power grab, and they were going to do it by amending something called the international health regulations. These are basically the global regulations for dealing with uh, international health crises. And basically, uh, the Biden administration had submitted a series of 13 amendments that would have uh, drastically uh, empowered the WHO run by a communist, uh, former communist dictator, uh, right-hand man, and also uh, a former leader of an ethno-Marxist terrorist group. And um, the, these amendments would have, uh, among other things, made it so that the uh, WHO director general, again, an ethno-Marxist terrorist leader, or at least former terror leader, uh, could have just unilaterally declared a public health emergency, even against the wishes of the nation or the government being targeted. Well, um, the Biden administration had sent these in and they said they had the support of almost 50 nations, including uh, all the rich and powerful ones, the European Union countries, Australia, Canada, and so on and so forth. And um, then, according to uh, uh, James's sources, uh, a lot of African countries and some of the uh, Latin American countries resisted this agenda. In fact, uh, the government of Botswana, the government of Brazil, uh, apparently uh, were not willing to go along with this. Now, uh, we really don't know a whole lot about what happened there. There's been very little reporting. The WHO is incredibly opaque. Uh, They don't want people to know what they are doing. But uh, according to James Roguski and his sources, uh, these amendments were, for the most part, killed. Uh, One went through that allowed them to uh, uh, accelerate the process. Uh, And they did adopt these things called the replacement amendments, which, uh, according to James Roguski, they they were adopted illegally because you need to actually uh, give uh, several months advance notice before doing it. Uh, And so, uh, according to James Roguski, this was a stunning defeat for the World Health Organization and for the Biden administration. But then you go over to Reuters, which, you know, Reuters is obviously not a reliable source. It's, of course, a left-wing propaganda machine. Um, But uh, this is what they reported. They said, countries around the world on Saturday adopted an initial U.S.-led reform of the rules around disease outbreaks known as the International Health Regulations, the United States said. Uh, The amendments adopted at the WHO assembly were agreed at a meeting seen as a once in a generation chance for the UN Health Agency to strengthen its role after some 15 million deaths during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, The breakthrough amendments to Article 59 of the IHR that will speed up the implementation of reforms came after early opposition from Africa and others was overcome this week. 
Uh, they, they go on to say at Reuters that the changes sought by Washington and, uh, and backed by others such as Japan and the European Union mark a first step in a broader reform of the international health regulations, which set out countries' legal obligations around disease outbreaks expected to take up to two years. So in other words, the way Reuters is framing this is, hey, they took a good first step. More of this will be adopted in the next two years. Uh, they also quoted uh, Sheba Crocker, a uh, Chicom apologist, U.S. ambassador to the United Nations in Geneva, who hailed this as a significant achievement, uh, these uh, initial amendments, and an agreement on establishing a working group to consider targeted substantive agreements. Uh, and then they go on to say that uh, she quote, they quote, uh, Crocker, saying that an updated, modernized IHR, International Health Regulations, will help all countries and will ensure we have the information, resources, capacity, and transparency needed to address future global health crises. Again, that's the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. in Geneva. So uh, very, very different than what uh, we're getting from James Roguski and some of the other uh, sources that are reporting on this. Uh, so, you know, on, on the one hand, we have people saying that we won. On the other, we have Reuters saying that, uh, nope, they're just going to keep on moving forward. They took a big first step and more will be coming over the next two years. Uh, and I'm inclined to to believe that that is actually the plan here for these deep state globalists. Uh, they've already told us what they want to do, right? They want to, uh, under the guise of keeping you healthy, uh, they want to hand these drastic new powers to the World Health Organization. Uh, and, and I want you to let this sink in for a minute, folks, because they're talking about global health and public health. But uh, what they're not telling you is that they consider everything to be a public health issue. Uh, they're saying gun control is a public health issue. They're saying that smoking is a public health. They're saying that uh, uh, racism is a public health issue. They're saying that uh, climate change and the gas you exhale, emissions of CO2, is a public health issue. And so in other words, anything and everything can and will be considered a public health issue under the plans that these people are pursuing. And so uh, one of the things that they really want to do is give the WHO the ability to act unilaterally against the wishes of governments. Uh, so the head of the WHO, Dr. Tedros, and you know, doctor in air quotes, he's not an actual medical doctor, uh, he, he actually proposed that, that uh, the WHO should have the power to sanction nations that don't go along with this. And there are plenty of people in high positions who agree with that. Uh, German health minister Jens Spahns said that uh, countries that don't follow through on their commitments to the WHO should face sanctions. And uh, that is what they want. In fact, the UN has, uh, has been uh, encouraging that. They put together this independent panel of globalists where they said that uh, the WHO needs to be empowered financially and politically. In other words, give them more money, give them more power. They need to be able to create new capacities, which is just new authorities, new powers to do things. They want a new international system for surveillance. And uh, they're also urging the adoption of the precautionary principle as a uh, as a guiding source of policy. In other words, a precautionary principle means uh, if it might possibly address a potential threat, then we should do it just to be on the safe side, which is the same rationale they're using for global warming. Uh, hey, it might possibly be a problem, and so we need to shut down your economy to save us from global warming, even though we haven't actually proven that this is even a threat. So that's what they want to do with this, right? If they possibly believe that there might be a health crisis. They want to be able to intervene. And uh, this is where they're going with this. Uh, they also want to be able to silence you. In fact, they've been working on this for a long time. Uh, the head of the WHO has put out uh, public statements. Uh, he said uh, recently, we're not just battling the virus. Uh, we're also battling the trolls and conspiracy theorists that push misinformation and undermine the outbreak response, which is really ironic to have the WHO claiming that they are fighting misinformation. They, of course, have been some of the leading purveyors of 
misinformation throughout this so-called crisis. And uh, and this is true, folks. This is actually happening. And we've showed you this video before years ago. But I want to show you this uh, interview where uh, Susan Wojcicki, she is the CEO of YouTube, is telling the fakest of all the fake news networks, CNN, the Communist News Network, that uh, they're going to censor everything that goes against what the WHO is saying. Watch. Um, but then we also talk about um, removing information that is problematic. You know, of course, anything that is medically unsubstantiated to so people saying like, take vitamin C, um, you know, um, take turmeric, like those are all will cure you. Um, those are the examples of things that would be a violation of our policy. Um, anything that would go against World Health Organization recommendations would be a violation of our policy. And so remove is another really important part. All right. So also just a few weeks ago, we also did a report on the monkeypox for this show. And uh, we quoted Dr. Robert Malone, who argued that uh, the fake media was pumping out misinformation, disinformation, fear mongering and more. Uh, but he has just released an update. And I want to give you just the conclusion of his remarks, because, folks, uh, this is very interesting. We, we actually showed you how they had this uh, war game scenario, this exercise where they imagined a monkeypox pandemic uh, on May 15th. And they, they did these exercises funded by Bill Gates, the World Economic Forum over at the Munich Security Conference. They did these exercises in March of last year, imagining a monkeypox outbreak on May 15th. And then right on May 15th, right on cue, the monkeypox outbreak. And so here's what Dr. Malone says uh, about the latest analysis of the DNA in this uh, monkeypox. He says, uh, on the basis of this sequence analysis report from the INSA team cited above, to me, this is looking more like a laboratory manipulated strain than a naturally evolved strain. Bad news. In conclusion, the preponderance of the current evidence is pointing toward a hypothesis for the origin of this outbreak, which is increasingly consistent with prior war game scenario planning, remarkably akin to that which occurred during event 201, which posits emergence of an engineered monkeypox virus into the human population during mid-May of 2022. So uh, we have that going on, folks. Very, very serious. Go back and watch our episode on the monkeypox. Uh, if this is truly a genetically engineered strain of it, we have got a major major problem on our hands. Uh, but even as all that was happening, even as the WHO was meeting in Switzerland, the World Economic Forum was meeting in Switzerland, and uh, Klaus Schwab was saying that uh, the future will not just happen. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us. And uh, even as all that was going on over in Switzerland, here in America, the opposition to these power grabs was surging. Uh, in Kansas, uh, the state Senate there adopted a resolution saying that these uh, World Health Organization power grabs were, and I'm quoting here, are strongly disapproved as they will ultimately hand over the United States national sovereignty and authority to the WHO and place our democratic nation in the control of an unelected international organization that is wholly unaccountable to the people of this country. Uh, amen. Kansas senators, thank you for speaking out. Uh, also, at the uh, federal level, we had lawmakers moving quickly. Also, we had a dozen new lawmakers joined as co-sponsors of H.R. 419, the uh, No Taxpayer Funding for the World Health Organization Act. This would defund the WHO. Uh, we had, uh, in late May, Senators uh, Steve Daines of Montana and Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas urging the uh, Biden administration to withdraw from the WHO uh, over its, and I'm quoting here, abysmal lack of of competence displayed during the COVID pandemic. And also the House Freedom Caucus called on the Biden administration to immediately resume the U.S. government withdrawal from the WHO, or at the very least, 
take aggressive action against its corruption and also uh, make sure that they stop this effort to empower the WHO. So very encouraging to see uh, growing alarm among our lawmakers. Uh, they are hearing you folks, so keep getting in touch. Uh, and finally, uh, Senator Rand Paul uh, went on Fox News and said this was an effort to impose a one world government on us under the guise of health. I want to show you this clip. The real danger is this. Look how bad your government is in a country where you get to vote for these people. This would be a government, a world government, where you don't get to vote on anybody. This is everybody's worst nightmare. The bureaucracy that we have trouble in our United States because we don't get to vote on them, we vote indirectly. Can you imagine the one world bureaucracy of all these elitists and their private jets that would rule our, our country and we wouldn't get to vote? So I'm dead set against this. And they used to call people who talked about one world government, they used to say, oh, it's a conspiracy. We would always say, no, it's in their mission statement. They say <laughs> it at every meeting. That's what they're for. But uh, lock, lack of sovereignty means lack of freedom, and it means lack of responsiveness, and it's completely antithetical to everything our country stands for. What do you think about this tr tracking technology they're cooking up? They're going to track your, your carbon footprint. I mean, I think that these liberals are already stressed out enough, Senator. Yeah. Imagine when they find out, like, everything they do is, is killing the, the ozone. I mean, they're going to go crazy. They're going to start yelling at us. <laughs> Yeah, privacy is not much of a concern for these kind of people. So not only do they want to track you for your carbon footprint, the WHO has announced, you know, they're forming a treaty, and it's going to be this treaty for the next pandemic. But in the next pandemic, it's not going to be a, a, a Washington-based mandate on vaccines or a Washington-based social distancing or masks. It's going to be an international one, and they actually want to track everybody with a QRS code. I think that goes beneath the surface right back <laughs> here, but I'm not sure how they get it in you but uh, no I mean it's no laughing matter it is very worrisome but whenever they talk about it they have absolutely no concern for privacy and you're exactly right they don't care about the individual they don't know people like us they've never been on a bus they've never been on Southwest Airlines they've never driven a car most of them have never even driven their own car so these are not the kind of people we want telling the rest of us what to do all right Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky all right, folks, a QRS code for you. Very exciting, huh? Uh, and and uh, U.S. Senator Rick Scott, uh, senator from Florida, we actually just interviewed him here at the New American uh, for his plan to stop socialism. But uh, he just introduced a bill requiring that uh, public health policy be made domestically and not by the WHO and Communist China. Here's what he said in a press release about his bill. He said, uh, the WHO's radical pandemic treaty is a dangerous globalist overreach. The United States of America must never give more power to the WHO. The WHO is a puppet for Xi Jinping, also the known as the mass murdering dictator of China, controlled by the Communist Chinese Party and helped Beijing cover up the origins of COVID-19. He said we must quickly pass this bill to ensure that public health matters in the country remain in the hands of Americans, not globalist puppets working for communist China. So it's encouraging to hear this kind of uh, language from our lawmakers. Uh, we need much more of it, folks. And that means that your phone calls, your meetings with your lawmakers are working. Keep up the good work. Uh, but ultimately, folks, we're going to have to deal with this problem, right? The globalists aren't just going to say, oh, okay, you beat us on these international health amendments. So I guess we're just going to go away and uh, we'll just pretend like nothing happened, right? We'll let you guys have your freedom. 
No way, right? These people want to continue usurping power. They want to turn the WHO into the tip of the spear for global government, as uh, one of our sources, uh, Astrid Stuckelberger, former WHO insider turned whistleblower, revealed to us. And folks, I do want to encourage you to go watch some of the interviews that we have done of very prominent uh, medical professionals and experts in these areas. Uh, we just interviewed uh, Professor of International Law, Francis Boyle. Uh, he actually wrote the uh, Biological Weapons Convention uh, legislation that was passed in unanimously in Congress. Uh, he's an expert in international law, and he says these uh, criminal mandates coming out of the WHO uh, need to be stopped, Need and the people behind them need to be punished. Uh, we had Dr. Robert Malone on explaining that this is all an impeachable offense by the Biden administration trying to get us involved in this. Uh, we had, of course, Astrid Stuckerberger. We had Dr. Peter Bregan. We had James Roguski. So go watch these, folks. This is a critical issue, and uh, you want to be the most informed person in the room when you go meet with your lawmakers and explain to them how how we can stop this. Uh, at the state level, of course, one of the ways to stop it is just to get a piece of legislation passed saying that no state local or county government employee may participate in any way in the enforcement of any policies coming out of the WHO. I recommend that if you uh, don't have uh, uh, your legislator in your speed dial that you set up a meeting with him or her immediately and get to work on this, folks. It is absolutely critical because the power grab is not going away. As you read from Reuters, right, they plan to keep coming back over the next two years. Right now, they're working on the International Pandemic Treaty as well. But ultimately, uh, as I was saying, uh, we need to get out of the UN entirely and all of its agencies like the World Health Organization. Now, we actually interviewed uh, right here uh, uh, Congressman Thomas Massey, one of the co-sponsors of the American Sovereignty Restoration Act. Uh, and I want to show you what he said about the UN. Check this out. The reason that I think we need to get out of the UN is, well, it's full of dictators. And it's also um, something that I don't think our sovereign government should defer to. All right, it's full of dictators. It's not something that our sovereign government should defer to. We could not agree more. So the American Sovereignty Restoration Act uh, is a bill in Congress. It was just uh, reintroduced by Congressman uh, Mike Rogers of Alabama, and uh, it would get us completely out of the UN, out of all UN agencies. It would prohibit uh, US troops from serving under UN command. Uh, it would remove the dictator and terrorist infested headquarters of the UN from American soil. Uh, and it just would be a fantastic piece of legislation to restore American sovereignty to get the globalists out of the way, and it would be a, a devastating blow to the deep state agenda for a one world government. So folks, get involved, get active, share this video out with others, and um, we got to get busy, folks. Uh, this is a critical issue of our time. Uh, I'm Alex Newman. This is Behind the Deep State for the New American Magazine. Go to thenewamerican.com, subscribe if you haven't yet. Share this out. And until next time, God bless you all. If you enjoyed this video, please make sure to subscribe, hit like, hit that little bell so that you'll be notified whenever we post new videos. And also, please make sure to share this video with your friends. Email is a great way to do it. Remember, there are powerful forces working to steal our freedom and destroy our country. We need to work together, expose those behind the deep state. Otherwise, you can kiss your liberties goodbye.